When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For 100 years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. That's right. Hour two, New York game day. This portion of the show brought to you by Golf Zone Social, an indoor golf simulator with 22 hitting bays, family-friendly sports bar environment. It's the perfect place to tee it up for birthday parties, team building events, friendly get-togethers. Keep it locked into ESPN New York for your chance to score a $100 Golf Zone Social hitting bay reservation credit. Coming up later in today's show. It's all thanks to Golf Zone Social, the most social experience in golf. Cheers to food. Cheers to golf. Cheers to fun. Gentlemen, all right. Bills at the Cowboys. Patriots. Chiefs at the Broncos against the Eagles. I say three and three. This Jets team would be fortunate. Mike Tannenbaum, let's start with you. After six weeks, what would you like to see the Jets record be? Yeah, I agree. Three and three sounds good. But I think more fundamentally than that is let's see how these tackles hold up because the teams you just listed, Anita, wow, they can all rush the passer. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so important that um, these tackles could hold up not only all season, but to get off to a good start. Amani? Yeah, I think three and three is, I think I agree with you, but I, mean, I just feel like the Jets as an organization have been, you know, so wanting uh, relevance. And I think three and three would be a good start, but I think you'd start to lose some of the fan base. I think they need, they want four and two. They want a team that's looking, you know, that's do, doing more than what they've been getting over the last couple of years in terms of, you know, promising, you know, like a little bit of excitement. I think now with Aaron Rodgers, it ups the ante. Jets fans want something special, and I don't think a three and three record uh, is going to, you know, get these Jets fans excited. I, it's funny. I, I talk to a lot of Jets fans, and I'm ex- more excited than they are about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, man, you guys got a quarterback now. Uh, the Jets will find a way to mess it up. So I, I'm really. Uh, it's called baggage, Amon. Yeah, you know, it's you got to shake that off. So I don't think three and three is going to shake off any of that Jet Jet fan baggage. So, all right, so so how do you see the first six weeks? Are you four and two? Four and two, I think, will get them excited. Uh, five and one will will have this city on fire. So I, I I'm more a little more conservative. I think uh, I feel like if they're if the Jets are three and three, you're going to get a lot. It's not they're going to get a lot of apathy. I know some Jets fans that sold all their early tickets just because they weren't they wanted to get some of their money back from uh from uh you know you know from years past and uh aren't really bought in yet to actually wanting to go to the games by themselves 
800-919-3776. Gentlemen, we've got a slew of calls. Let's get to them. They want to chime in on our Jets conversation. Uh, let's kick it off with Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome. You're on with Anita Marks. Of course, that is me, um, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum. Batting first on NFL Week 1. What an honor. Listen, first of all, Anita, on my way to two hours of intense pickleball. If I survive that, I'll be <laughs> enjoying all the games. Oh, now, I'm, I'm driving jelly. down here. I'm, think, I'm thinking of the excitement. I'm thinking, to, part, to paraphrase like a famous commercial, it's morning in America. I'm thinking about how many people across this country now are getting up, the family, the jerseys are being laid out, the guys are cleaning the grills. The restaurant manager is having a nervous breakdown, making sure there's enough chicken wings. Waitresses are going to make big money. It's a great day in this country. Everybody's in a great mood, except, of course, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. And it's just, it's just, this is what we've been waiting for for six months, and it's here, and it's like Christmas morning, and every other holiday rolled into one. Everybody's so pumped up. You know, as far as the games are concerned, it's a great slate of games this week. We're going to get two games in New York, by the way, at 1 o'clock. My steals will be shown in most of the country. But I think what we're going to see if Thursday night is any indication, is a little bit of sloppy offensive football. You saw a lot of passes landing where there wasn't any wide receivers around. You saw confused looks from quarterbacks and wide receivers because they don't practice hard enough. So don't have a nervous breakdown if if your quarterback throws a ball and it looks like it's going into, you know, the first row because they have to – these games count. That's the sad part. They count as much as Week 17, but they're going to feel each other. They have to learn to play together more under contact game conditions. So you're going to see – a little sloppiness. I think teams that have a great offensive line and can run the ball will will rule the day because that that probably takes a little bit less timing than wide receivers and quarterbacks, especially when they start to scramble. So that's what I expect to see, but I'm pumped up. It's week one. Good luck to the Jets, the Giants, and my Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go, Danny. Solid call. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, you're up. Hey, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome uh, week one. And, uh, you know, Armani, you, you hit it right on the head, man. I think a real objective Jet fan, listen, everybody wants to be 6-0. and But I, I sign up for 3-3 three three right now. Do get, like I said, I, I've spoken with Anita over the summer. You, you give me the Bills, you give me the Broncos, and you give me the Pat game or, or, or the Chief game, and I'm 3-3 three and three at the end of those six, I'm good to go. And then, and then, then you get your feet wet. You know, they, got, they, they get their continuity. They get their rust off their back in, like, all 32 teams. You got to get set after the first month. And I'll tell you, Mike, you know, the offensive line you put together, if, this, if your offensive line, the 0809 offensive line, was on this Jet roster right now, I, I think they'd be Super Bowl favorites. But it is, it is what it is. I, I really don't trust either one of the tackles. Nothing against Dwayne Brown, just age and, and, and wear and tear. And I certainly don't trust Becton. But if somehow, you know, they could hang in there and perform. Uh, Monday night, I, I, I use tight ends to, to help on both sides. I try to run the ball heavy, let Rodgers do what he needs to do. I think def- defensively the Jets uh, will be fine. And I think the Jets have the advantage. And I, I've been saying it. Uh, McDermott doesn't know what to expect out of the Jets except watching Hackett and Rodgers when they play together at Green Bay. So until he makes halftime adjustments, I think the Jets have the upper edge. Uh, They don't make mistakes. I think they figure out a win a field goal game. Ira, thanks for the phone call. And and, and guys, you know, we haven't talked about Nathaniel Hackett. And Mike, I want to go to you on this really quick. How does Nathaniel Hackett just lay, you know, take a big dump in Denver? Sean Payton feels so inclined to go out and call him out publicly, but yet is, you know, the saving grace for Aaron Rodgers and a big reason why he's here in New York. Is it yeah. is it just style of quarterback? It didn't work with Russell Wilson? Like, like 
How does how does he fail so miserably in Denver, but now is like the saving grace here in New York? Yeah, well, it's always great to hear from Ira. I feel like sometimes we could have him on as part of the show. Um, <laughs> you know, look, that's what's great about our sport, right? Like Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, they can resurrect themselves. And let's face it, like, it's highly doubtful that uh, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, that Aaron Rodgers comes if Nathaniel Hackett isn't with the Jets. So let's give him credit. And, you know, Irving's a really interesting point. You know, there's something known as unscouted looks, and that's going to happen all around the league today. Like, for example, take Sean Desai, the new defensive coordinator of the Eagles, one of the many reasons I like the Patriots to win today. He has no idea what this Patriot offense is going to look like under Bill O'Brien. And that's why tomorrow night, very similar. Like, Sean McDermott is a very experienced defensive coach. Leslie Frazier moved on, but... They're studying a lot more of the Green Bay Packer offense than what the Jets did last year, but they really don't know what it's going to look like. And that's, to me, like the chess match that's so interesting in this game because I'd rather lose the game if I'm the Jets than lose Aaron Rodgers to big hits. And that's why I think they're going to be balanced. I think that's why they went out and got Dalvin Cook. And to me, I think it's going to be a little bit more low low scoring. I know everyone's expecting like fireworks and, you know, Garrett Wilson. And I think that's going to happen over time. But job number one, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, is I got to capture the line of scrimmage. You know, last night there was a big upset in college football. University of Texas goes into Alabama, who was 51-1 and in their last 52 games in Tuscaloosa, and they won. And they had five sacks. Alabama had none. And when you see that, guys, what that tells you is on both lines of the scrimmage, both sides, Texas dominated. And if I'm Nathaniel Hackett or Robert Sala, the job number one tomorrow night is control the line of scrimmage and everything flows from there. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Bobby in Belmore. He wants to talk about the Jets' wide receivers. So uh, let's listen in, Amani. Uh, go ahead, Bobby. Okay, uh, just a few things quickly. Uh, Hackett didn't run the offense in Green Bay. LaFleur did, and Coach Rogers is going to run the offense, so they'll forget that. Now, the wide receivers, um, all right, you said they're very talented after Wilson. I just want to talk about a couple things after that quickly. Um, but, you know, Coach Rogers brings two guys in the package. You know, all three of them have won a playoff game in two years. One of them is an old, old receiver in cop. The other one drops a lot of piss and was off. The Kansas City uh, receiver Harlem was injured often. So, you know, and they tried out Galloway uh, a couple of days ago. So it's from the Giants, which basically stunk last year. So it just shows they think they need help at wide receiver. Now, let me yeah, get I mean, listen, friends. Bobby, it's, it's, it's a good point. There's some talk and speculation that the Jets could be in play to possibly trade for Devontae Adams uh, out of the oh, Raiders. Bobby, thanks be- for the call. Appreciate it. Amani, your thoughts on this wide receiving core, right? Coming in, a mixture of old and young, bringing guys over from Green Bay, knowing the system, many who don't. How, how quickly do you think this wide receiving room is going to get acclimated to this offense? I think it's going to take some time. Um, it's funny because there's certain players that just click right away, and there's other players that it takes a while. Uh, I think you know you need to be patient with this group. Uh, I know there's a relationship between Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, there's a relationship with Lazar, uh, Alan Lazar, also Mikael Hartman. I think there's a relation. I think that's the one that I'm really most concerned about because they haven't played with each other. But I just feel like the more important thing is going to be Nathaniel Hackett. How is he going to move the pocket? How is he going to you know? incorporate screens and draws I mean it's funny I was watching the game yesterday the Colorado Nebraska game and Nebraska was dominating 
Colorado up front, but then Colorado made some adjustments, and then they just, then they moved the quarterback around, got some easy throws, and got the momentum going. That's what I'm expecting of Nathaniel Hackett. Sometimes you're just going to be outmanned. You have to outthink the defensive line. It's not ideal, but it's sometimes you know through screens, through draws, through quick screens, through blitz beaters. You you keep this de- the defensive line. You keep that pressure off of Aaron Rodgers because they don't know where the where he's going to be at all times. He's not going to drop back and just allow this defensive line to to tee off on him. They're going to have to find creative ways to run the ball at opportune times and and find ways to 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 slow down this defensive line. Uh, this portion of New York Game Day brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. We come back, we'll take a trip around the league, talk about some of the big storylines. Also, it's time for Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week we'll have that as well and we'll bring you up to speed on some of the other news and notes out there pertaining to fantasy so still a lot more coming your way and we have rich samini who's going to be joining us on the show coming your way at 9 30 in a little over 15 minutes it is new york game day right here on 98.7 espn Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. It's about that time. It's been a year. Well, not really. It's been six months, but um, <laughs> it's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slowmans. Mike, Amani, brace yourself. It's always it's always a crazy bomb. Uh, what is it? What is it heading into uh, week? Hold one? on, let me, let me put my seatbelt on. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. <laughs> It, or, or you can see this as an investment opportunity. <laughs> I, I actually think that um, Anita agrees with me, but I, I have the Patriots winning today. Yes, I 31 do. to 28. And I love it. I, I, it, first of all, it's really hard for me to say this after getting my brains beat in for two decades by Coach Belichick, but New England's a home underdog with Bill Belichick as a head mm-hmm. coach. But, you know, Philadelphia has five new stars on defense. They have a new defensive coordinator in Sean Desai. And I think this is a team that's going to get better as the year goes on. But, you know, we talked about this earlier in the show, guys. There's something known as unscouted looks. And I think this New England Patriot offense, I heard somebody else make this comparison. You know, Trevor Lawrence went from Urban Meyer, right, to Doug Peterson. We saw the massive step up he took. 
I think we're going to say the same thing about Bill O'Brien and what he's going to do for this Patriot offense. So it may be a surprise this week with the bomb of the week, but I think by midseason we're going to be talking about this resurgent New England Patriot offense. I love the Patriots today. Any thoughts on that, Amani? Oh, the Patriots? I, I don't want it to be true. I mean, actually, I do want it to be true. I, I want the Philadelphia Eagles to lose. I feel like the unscouted looks, that is a great point because that is real. I've been in situations where you're playing against a team and you're looking back at college film or you're looking back at film from another team and you're sitting in the in the meeting room like, what are we watching, you know, App State for? What's going on here? You know, I, I get that. And that that is definitely a competitive advantage because in the NFL, everybody's pretty much, you know, most of the athletes are the same. So strategy becomes such a, a factor and not knowing what you're what you're uh, what to expect, not having data is, is a real thing. And I would love it for the Philadelphia Eagles to go into uh, Foxborough and just get. Uh, and just and just have their whole season uh, put in upheaval of them losing the first game. I would love to hear Philadelphia sports radio after they lose their first game. Oh, I would love it. Absolutely. I'm all with you. So uh, so I'm, I'm going to be on Daily Wager a little bit later on this morning, and one of my plays is a two-team six-point teaser. I'm teasing the, uh, the Patriots up to plus 10, and I'm going to line that with Washington minus one. So I'm with you, Mike T. Again, Mike T's bomb of the week. Patriots upset the Eagles. Brought to you by Sloman's. Sloman's has low-priced home heating oil for all of New York football games uh, and fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL-NOW. Also, uh, Fantasy Focus, Mohegan Sun, baby, that's right. Brought to you by TheMohegansun.com. Play Mohegan, your favorite casino games now in the palm of your hand. Visit Mohegan Sun. Must be 21 years or older to play. Help is available for problem gambling. Make sure you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Again, if you didn't tune into our Fantasy Forecast show, which I launch every Sunday morning at 7 a.m., just some news here in regard to Chris Watson, out, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Love me some Dobbs today in that passing game. Cooper Cup is out. He's on IR for the Rams. Everybody jumped for Jefferson. No, 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 no. Higby is going to be peppered. I think he's going to be utilized more as a wide receiver with McVay than he is a tight end. That is the tight end you want to play today. Judy possibly won't play today for the Denver Broncos. Go get Mims right now if you can. I think he can have a big game. Zach Moss is out for the Colts. As we know, Taylor is not going to play for the first few weeks, if at all. So uh, so Jackson and Hull will share the carries in the backfield, and I've saved the best for last. As we know, Kamara on suspension for four games. Kendry Miller is not expected to play today. Give me a heavy dose of Jamal Williams. Yes, please, and thank you. In fact, one of my favorite plays is for him to score an anytime touchdown today for the Saints. Again, a fantasy focus brought to you by the Mohegan Sun. And also now it's time for us to go around the league, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, guys, a few things, and let's just let's go around. I'm going to tee something up, make one or two quick comments, and we'll go on to the next storyline. Um, I'm going to make a statement. I think people are sleeping on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they beat the 49ers today. Mike T, let's start with you. I think you already had the whiskey before you said something so perspo- <laughs> uh, perspo- <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Uh, hey, look, if Anita, you and I and Imani, if the three of us were running an NFL team and we had to draft a quarterback for the AFC North, he'd be the fourth guy every time, right? Joe Burrow may be the second best quarterback in the sport. Lamar Jackson's already won an MVP and may win another one this year. And Deshaun Watson, the last time we saw him play a full season, was a top five quarterback. So Kenny Pickett has a chance to be good. I, when he came out, I, I thought he was Matt Schaub, Kirk Cousins. But he's a million miles away from those three other guys. So I love Mike Tomlin, but go have another sip of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. I, I just feel like the San Francisco 49ers, after you know they had their big signing of, 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 of Bosa, I, they are the most complete. I think they're most the most complete roster in the NFL, you know, from top to bottom. You know, Purdy is a serviceable quarterback. He can get the ball out to McCaffrey. And I just feel like I, I, I think that if I'm – whenever I feel see a quarterback get so much hype coming off of an offseason, I played with Dave Brown. Right, so I I remember when Jim Fossil came into town, and only thing people were talking about was how great Dave Brown was this year after after uh, Jim Fossil changed his whatever his, his drop is his throw everything, and I just feel like there's why are they saying why are they trying to talk him up so much? Just let him play and let us see what he has to, what what Pickett has. And I just feel I just get that Dave Brown vibe that people in Philly in Pittsburgh are just whistling in the graveyard, trying to make you know, knowing that they don't have a great quarterback, just thinking, oh, everything's going to be all right. I'm not scared about walking through this graveyard at, at midnight on a full moon. I, I'm not a believer in Pickett at all, and that's why I, I I do not think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are as good of a team as uh, as people are making it out to be. Interesting. All right. Uh, could a team have a more blatant um, tanking game plan? Uh, you are on the clock for Caleb Williams or Drake May, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. I-, I mean, will the Arizona Cardinals even win one game this season? Yeah, but you know, a funny thing happened to them turning in the Caleb Williams card, Cooper Cup's hamstring injury. I think oh, what's yeah. so fascinating is that Cooper that Caleb Williams is going to play in the NFC West next year. I'm not so sure it's going to be Arizona, though. I think the Rams may be just as bad. Like, when you really break down their roster, beyond the obvious of Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, I'm telling you, like, I think Arizona is going to be terrible. I'm not so sure that the Rams won't be worse. And by Halloween, if we were running the Rams and saying, hey, we got a shot at Caleb Williams, why not trade Donald or Stafford and say, hey, our future is with uh, – Caleb Williams, and I, I think both those teams, I think that's going to be a major storyline by Halloween is who has a inside track for Caleb Williams. It's interesting. Uh, I think whoever ends up second, if, if a lot of people expecting, obviously, Caleb Williams in the season that he's already started with USC, they took a spanking to, uh, hey, to Stanford last hey, night. He looked fantastic. I'll tell you what, Mike, hey, I love Drake May. Hey, I want Drake May. I'll take Drake May over Caleb Williams. Call what? me crazy, but I, yep. I'll I'm call you crazy. You. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's fine. That's hey, fine. Call me crazy. It's okay. Anita, Five years from now, Amani, you'll you'll look back and you'll say, you know what? That Anita Marks. I'm saying that Anita Marks. Where's she work again? Nah. <laughs> Anita, Here's- you, you, you use the word penultimate because we have somebody from the University of Michigan. You never would have used that with the word, uh, you know, from a guy from UMass like me. So you know, I understand. <laughs> Come on, like you, gotta, you gotta up your game because he's here. 
<laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Sean Payton wins coach of the year this season. Amani, let's start with you. Yay or nay? Oh, I, I would say yes. I, I love Sean Payton as a coach. He coached so with the Giants. Uh, he was a quarterback coach, and he went to offense coordinator. Nothing but respect for Sean Payton. Uh, you remember that team last year was a Super Bowl. Like They were like, oh, we got Russell Wilson. Now we're going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it didn't work out with Nathaniel Hackett. But I still feel like they got a lot of pieces there. But they got to find a way to keep Judy healthy. They got to find a way to, uh, to get uh, – um, uh, to get Russell Wilson back cooking. And if there's anybody that I believe in because it's going to do that, it's going to be Sean Payton. And the, I just love his old school. Look, stop kissing the babies, Russell Wilson. You're not running for office. I love that because you know what? That's what I remember the NFL as. I don't remember the NFL as people being, you know, this kick gloves and, oh, I hope he feels okay. They would just let you know what they felt. And you can deal with the truth if it's the truth. So I, I love it. I love the way Sean Payton coaches. I think he's going to be absolutely uh, uh, coach of the year. No problem. No question. We're, we're, we're up against the clock. So I'm going to go back and forth here. Okay, real quick. Uh, I'm going to come back to you on this, Mike. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks win the NFC West. You just said the Rams are going to be bad. The Arizona Cardinals are bad. Really, it's going to come down between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks surprise some folks and win the NFC West. What say you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I, I think Seattle's going to surprise teams. I think Smith and Jigba is showing a lot of uh, toughness. Apparently he's going to play with that wrist injury today. But I think the 49ers, if healthy, could go all the way this year. So nothing negative against Seattle. I just like San Fran more. Amani, um, yeah. you've got you've got Burrow, who just uh, now became the highest paid per year uh, yeah. quarterback in the NFL. He's 55. dealing with a calf. He's, he's dealing with a calf issue. I had Stefania Bell on my show a few weeks ago who said that that could be lingering. Do you feel, how concerned are you with this calf, and do you feel that he will be in the running for the MVP? Does Joe Burrow win the MVP this year? I don't think he wins the MVP because he's going to get off to a slow start. You missed that much practice. You know, the, there's a relationship between the receiver and the quarterback that it's, it's almost, it just, it has to be, it's, it's almost like a magic. You know, you have to have this feel and I just don't know if you're going to be able to recreate that feel early on in the year. Towards the end of the year, yes, but I think because there's going to be so many other standout performances in this league, uh, he's not going to be eligible. I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals, I think they're going to struggle early on until Joe Burrow gets his legs under him. Last one for you, Mike. I'm coming back to you on this. Anthony Richardson, dare I say Trey Lance 2.0. Dare. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Trey Lance could be a really good player. I think that was a great trade by the Cowboys. I like Anthony Richardson, but I am really hard-pressed to understand why in the world would you start a guy that's played 13 games? What is the yep. rush? I don't get it. Uh, here, here's, and here's what I think. I think they know they have no shot of winning the division. It's going to come down to Jacksonville or Tennessee, and I think Jacksonville wins the division. So uh, why not just throw him in? Get him some experience. He had very little at University of Florida where he was, what, 400 snaps under center and had a completion percentage of 42%, by the way, 42%. Yeah. So I, why I not think... throw him in, get him the experience, see what he can do, have him learn, have him develop this season. And oh, by the way, you might be the third worst team in the NFL. And so now you'll be up there for teams that are vying for their quarterback. And, you know, somebody's going to pay you a handsome, you know, uh, amount to move up. And you could spend those draft picks now on offensive line and in some more key players to help Anthony Richardson moving forward. And that could be the thought process, no? 
I don't think so. I, I don't think the thing about it is you're the, the image of you changes, right? You go from being a young prospect to after three, four games, they're like, man, this guy can't play. It's not like they're going to remember how talented he was. They're going to look at him for what he is on the field and what he's going to be on the field is not good. I talked to some, you know, one of the general managers that I'm pretty close to. He says the, the hardest thing, like there's not many things that you can, that you can translate from college to the pros. But one thing that always that doesn't tend to jump in that's completion percentage from the co- from college to the pro. If you're a low pro, co- uh, completion percentage in college, you're going to tend to be a low completion mm-hmm. percentage in the pros. So that that would have scared me off of him as a as a uh, as a prospect. If I'm if I'm in that seat making the the the, the draft picks, uh, trying to keep my job, I, I would not have picked him because of that fact. I I, I just think that. The jump that he's going to have to make is going to be so out of the ordinary. And when you're drafting these people, you don't want any you want to know what you're getting as much as possible. And you and when you um, get a guy like Anthony Richardson, you're just throwing spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what sticks. You know what's interesting about that? Like uh, I usually would agree with what you said, Imani. There's a massive exception to that. and, And that's Josh Allen. Like there was a lot of concern about Josh Allen's completion percentage yeah. coming out, my, mm-hmm. myself included, because if you study it over 20 years, the, the data would say, like, that doesn't get better. I agree with that. But Josh Allen, and obviously, you know, it's paid off, like, yeah. tremendously for the Bills. So I, I wouldn't have done what the Colts did. I agree with you. But the the contrary point to that is, you know, can he take the jump the way Josh Allen did? Yeah, because remember guys, Josh Allen. Around, when he first, this oh, is, sorry. We're up against the break, guys. All I'm right. sorry. Uh, this has been Around the League, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. And remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Stay tuned because it is Rich Samini time. He will join us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Time now for the Rich Samini Jets Report, brought to you by London Jewelers. Rich Samini joins us now on New York Game Day. He's his own podcast uh, as well that you could tune into, Flight Deck. Make sure you um, download it on wherever you get your podcasts. That would be great. So, Rich, obviously exciting uh, Monday night for Jets fans, uh, and it is air is the Aaron Rodgers debut, right? Um, the era now, albeit might be short, but nonetheless of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what can Jets fans expect from him that you're anticipating on Monday night? I don't know if it'll be short, Anita. It sounds like from what Aaron said, he might play a few years, but it is it is exciting nonetheless. I think it's probably the Jets' most eagerly anticipated opener in quite some time, at least a decade for sure, you know, back to those championship uh, caliber teams of 09 and 10. Um, I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a, like a high scoring game for either quarterback. 
this is two of the top five defenses from last year. Their pass defenses, both sides, are really, really strong. The Jets have gone eight straight games against Buffalo without scoring 21 or more points. They haven't hit the 21 mark, and I think I don't. I think we're going to continue that trend. I think it's going to be a grinded out, one possession type game. Hey, Rich, how do you see uh, the tackle situation playing out? Not only like short term, but do you see Brown and Becton getting through 17 games? Mike, I think that would be stretching it. I, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, you know, both guys are healthy now and starting, but neither guy has played a lot. I mean, Becton played one game in the last two years. He had a great camp, you know, lost a lot of weight, real good shape. But, you know, that knee is still not 100%. You know, I mean, when you have two surgeries on one knee and you weigh 350 pounds, I mean, it takes a little while. And also Dwayne Brown uh, missed the entire offseason, missed training camps, had only a few practices. As he recovered from that shoulder surgery, he's 38 years old. So I think if those two guys are on the field, the Jets are okay. But the durability is a question for sure. You talk about durability, uh, but what do you talk? What do you think about when? What's going to be the the story of the game after uh, after after this after this game's over on Monday night? What do you think the leading story is going to be? Well, the, the leading story, no matter what, is going to be Aaron Rodgers and how he performs in his debut, whether it's good, bad, or in between. It's going to be an Aaron Rodgers story for sure. But I think X's and O's wise, I think the Jets' pass rush is going to be the difference in the game. The Jets, and we all know they go like eight or nine deep. I mean, actually, they have ten defensive linemen on the roster. They come in, in different ways. It's almost like they have a, an A team, a B team, and a C team. And I think they'll be able to wear down Buffalo's offensive line. So I think, you know, from a strict football sense, I think that jet pass rush could be something to keep an eye on. Again, Rich Samini joining us here on New York Game Day. Um, twofold here. One, obviously, I'm curious about my fantasy football roster. Uh, we're hearing that Brees Hall is going to be active. How attractive is he going to be? Um, what do you expect in the backfield? 60-40, 70-30? How do we see this playing out between Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall today? They're obviously going to have to run the ball to keep uh, that Bills defensive line at bay. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously both going to play. I think they'll both be uh, factors in the game plan. Uh, Brees Hall, we spoke to him yesterday. He's very confident in his knee. He has not been tackled since last October 23rd, the play he injured his ACL on. So he's had a few practices. He said the last couple of weeks he's had a high volume of carries in practice, but still nothing can simulate what an actual game is like, and he didn't play in the preseason. So... I would probably, I know fantasy people want to know this, I would probably give a slight edge to Dalvin Cook simply because he's the healthier back. Now, he hasn't had a lot of practice either, so I don't think either one of these guys is going to get the ball 20 times. I think it's going to be a timeshare with also Michael Carter in there as well. But, you know, Brees Hall will have his opportunities, but I'd probably give a slight edge to Dalvin Cook simply because Hall is coming off a major injury. Rich, give us one guy under the radar that no one's talking about that you think could really impact um, the outcome here. Uh, well, I'll give you a good one, Mike. I, I think Jermaine Johnson has has had an outstanding 
training camp and preseason. Now, I don't know if he's going to start in this game. I mean, technically, that's Carl Lawson's starting spot, even though Jermaine Johnson basically played the entire training camp as Lawson recovered from a back injury. But Johnson uh, was really outstanding. Of course, Jack fans know him as a first-round pick last year. He didn't do much last year because he was kind of buried in that rotation. But he will have a much more prominent role this year. I know the coaches are excited about him. He has been very... He came out and says he's ready to dominate this year. And I think, you know, I don't know if he'll dominate, but I think he will be a factor, kind of an X factor to keep an eye on. Now, Anita said that uh, the Jets would, the Jets and the Jets fan base would be happy after their first, uh, their first six games if they were three and three. Uh, what say you? I mean, do you think that three and three is, is, first of all, you think it's possible with the tough schedule that they have? And do you think that the Jets fan base would be, uh, would be as happy uh, six weeks into the season as they are now? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think three and three, this is a, uh, they're going through a gauntlet here of teams. I think uh, actually on paper, it is the toughest six game schedule, uh, strength of schedule in the league. So it, it is tough, you know, right after this, they have a short week to get ready for a road game in Dallas. And, you know, that won't be easy. And then they come around back home and play New England. I mean, everyone says New England's down this year. But, you know, check out what they've done against the Jets in the last seven years. They've won 14 in a row against the Jets. So there's no easy spots for the Jets here in this first six weeks. And I think the Jets will go through some growing pains on offense. I mean, yeah, we know it about Aaron Rodgers, but this is a new offense with a new play caller. And it's going to take time to adjust. So I think three and three would be okay for the Jets to get through this gauntlet. Uh, Rich, final question for you. Uh, you know, maybe we're leaving something out. Any news notes uh, that Jets fans should be aware of as as we get closer to Monday night? You know, there's no injury stuff though. I mean, the Jets are extraordinarily healthy right now. I mean, they did a really good job in training camp of getting you know managing the players and the playing time to get through an extended training camp, by the way. We all know they had that Hall of Fame game, so I think Salah did a really good job of pacing them through a very long summer. Uh, It seemed endless at times. You know, just (laughs) having covered every practice, it just seemed endless. But So they come through this with uh, a very, very light injury report. Everybody on the roster will be available to play, and so that's, uh, that's a good sign for the Jets. You know, it would allow them to hit the ground running here. Fantastic. Rich, always uh, always great having you on. Thrilled that you're back on with us for New York Game Day each and every week. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You got it. Rich Sumini Jets Report brought to you by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. Again, this portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. Um, Also brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Uh, We come back, guys. Let's react to what we heard from, uh, from Rich Sumini. Um, also, I, I want to even go big picture here, maybe take a look around. Um, I, I know we talked about where we think uh, the, the Giants will finish in this division. Let's take a deep look at the AFC East. Curious to get your thoughts. 
uh, because I do believe that it's very well the most competitive division in the NFL. I think you can argue the AFC North as well. But let's do a deeper dive into the division and where we all think the Jets are going to finish this season as well. All that coming your way next. Phone lines are open as well. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks, Mike Tannenbaum, Amani Toomer, and you here on New York Game Day. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. It is New York Game Day. Gentlemen, let's talk about the AFC East. One would argue the most competitive division, uh, maybe all in professional sport, Possibly. Uh, The Bills favored to win the division at plus 120. The Jets at plus 270. The Dolphins at 3 to 1. The Patriots at 8 to 1. Mike T, let's start with you. Who do you have winning this division? And break it down for us, one through four. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. A little bit old school. You know, the boxing analogy you're the champ until proven otherwise. Look, they all have holes. Von Miller's out. The right side of uh, the Bills' offensive line is a concern, but I think Dalton Kincaid's going to be a meaningful addition. I think he'll be a great weapon. First-round pick out of Utah. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with the Jets with a massive asterisk of the, you know, Dwayne Brown and um, Makai Becton. If they can stay healthy, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers with a lot to prove. Uh, then Miami, I think Miami similar. You know, their offensive line, you know, they go out to the Chargers today without Armstead. I think that's going to be a tough, tough game for them. And uh, then New England. But again, I think New England can surprise teams. I think three of these teams probably make the playoffs. Amani? I got um, I got the Jets winning the division. I, f- I always feel like when you when all else is equal in the beginning of the season, quarterbacks can make a, a huge difference. And I think the fact that the Jets have Aaron Rodgers, I think that puts them in a different stratosphere as as well as how well their defense with Robert Sala has been uh, so effective against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and then I have the Bills. I just feel like, um, you know, the Bills are a team that there's a lot of pressure on them. You know, they, they have to try and find a way to get out of being very good. You know, they say the, the opposite of very good, the opposite of greatness is very good, and that's what this Buffalo Bills team has been for a long time, but they haven't got over the – the, the top and, and to, to become, uh, you know, the Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl contestant uh, team. So I think the Bills will be second. And then um, I think the Dolphins are going to come in third. Um, I just feel like uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs, though, because I think the, because of how competitive this the, the AFC East is. Uh, I really like Tua. I like some of the talent that they have down there. I just hope that they're um, – you know, that they can develop some sort of running game and keep Tua healthy. I think that's one of the main reasons why I put them at number three. And then uh, after that, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. They had their time on top. I do not believe in Mac Jones. I I remember I went and watched the Jets play um, the Patriots a couple years ago in the stands, and I remember saying I understand why they protect quarterbacks so much because Mac Jones and and, and Wilson – were two of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play. So uh, I, I know what it's like to go to a game, spend all this money, get yourself all set up to just watch a good game and see two quarterbacks out there flubbing things up. Um, so I, I don't believe in the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is going to absolutely hold this, this team and organization back until they figure out an wow. answer at quarterback. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I love yeah. Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones, and I can't wait. One one of my favorite things, one of my favorite storylines this season is I can't wait to see Mac Jones with Bill O'Brien. 
I, I love this kid. I think he's great. I think he was sold a bag of lemons last season. <laughs> Don't understand why. I mean, you Matt Patricia and Joe Judge orchestrating an offense, please. Uh, yeah. I could have done better, right? Um, so I, I just, I, it's one of my favorite storylines this year is, is, is Mac Jones with, with Bill O'Brien. Um, I've got the Bills winning the division. I've got uh, the Jets battling it out with the Patriots to come in too. I do have the Jets coming in too. I do believe they make it to the postseason as a wild card. I've got the Patriots finishing three, and I don't mean to, to be a negative Nelly. I've got some major concerns with Tua and his health issues, especially now Armstead is out. I just can we really believe that he's going to be healthy and and this offensive line protect him where he's not going to suffer another concussion and and guys I really truly believe if he suffers another concussion the NFL needs to step in the NFL PA needs to step in because there's some long term health issues here that, that that are really serious that this league needs to care about uh, more than than Tua winning a game another game for the Miami Dolphins I, I I feel very strongly about this I've got some big concerns about this young man and his in his health issues moving forward so um I've got the Dolphins finishing last believe it or not what were you going to say Mike uh, it was a joke. It was, it was you, you ruined the timing of it. So that's okay. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll just sip a little whiskey here, and, and we're all good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, really quick before we take a break, because we're coming back with my locks of the week, and then both of you could really bust my boobs. But um, I, how do you feel about Mac Jones? You know, it's funny. I'm with you. I, I like him a lot. I think he's an underrated foot athlete. I think he's a guy that has a good release, knows where to go with the ball. He's accurate. And again, I put him in a you know a little bit better than Kenny Pickett. You know what's really interesting? One of the gazillion storylines from today that's so fascinating. You know who's going to be on the other sideline? of Mac Jones today is Matt Patricia. You know, he's now a senior defensive assistant for the Eagles. Not that I think that's like a headliner, but kind of interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting, I think, uh, because, you know, know, obviously who would know uh, Mac Jones better than, you know, somebody who was his offensive coordinator the previous season. And his shortcomings. So, so yeah, I think think that is – pretty that that is a a great nugget there Uh, i know we've got quite a few callers we're going to get to you at some point in time in the show i promise when we come back it's time for my locks of the week by the way amani last season i was 71 percent with my locks of the week i'm just just letting i'm just letting you know now not to say that i'm going to do that again this season but that's, I, uh, but that's something you let other people say about you. You don't say that about yourself. You, know? <laughs> you, well, you can't Mike, grade your own Mike papers. Is, Mike's not gonna say, first of all, Mike's not going to say that about me, yeah. number one. Uh, number, I, I'm sorry? I know. You, we just go by what we see. You know, The thing we don't see is when Mike, you lose you a bet, you Mike, you rarely give me a compliment. <laughs> it's always busting boobs on this show with you. So, and that's fine. Listen, I, like I'm a big girl. It's all good. I, I, I can handle it. But my point being is, I crushed it last year. I don't mind saying that. Uh, can I do it again this season? I don't know. I mean, I think it may have been an outlier year. Uh, I'm, I, listen, I'm always happy if I'm anywhere you know, over 50, 58, 59, 60, 62% on the season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, my three locks of the week when we get back, and we'll see, is Amani and Mike Tannenbaum on board with them? We'll find out next right here on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and Nissan.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.